Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Here's a stoop story from Michelle B. Coat Jackson about the meaning behind the family Christmas tree. Christmas time in my home growing up was quite the experience. And let me start by giving you a little bit of information about the players that are involved. Um, I was the only girl. I had six brothers, and because they had some other mothers, they were often in and out. And then I had a lot of uncles and cousins who came from different parts of town and stayed with us, so they were often in and out. And then we had some church members and community members. In other words, we were that house where people were often in and out. And at one point, we reached as many as 12 people living in our row home on Edmondson Avenue, complete with marble steps, all at one time. And so needless to say, there was madness. Now, with all the people being in and out, there were two strongholds that were constantly there. They were always in, and they were my mother and my grandmother. And while they were both two very strong women, there was clearly one that was the boss, and that was my grandmother, Susan. She was the matriarch of our home. In fact, she was the matriarch of the entire neighborhood. And what was amazing about her is she was just masterful at managing the house, the funding, just the three-ring circus we called 2924 Edmondson Avenue. But what was also amazing about her was that no matter how crazy things got during the year, and they did get crazy, she was able to pull it together on the Christmas Eve or during the Christmas season because that was her most favorite time of the year. And so how do we know and how do we start our, our Christmas season off? Well, the tradition was this first, the ceremonial decorating of the house. And because there was very little money, there were very little decorations. So you had the Christmas cards of past placed on tables and taped on walls. And then you had the infamous poinsettia plastic tablecloth with the flannel back. We all had that draped over the dining room table, and then out came the candy dishes that were filled with those old-fashioned hard candies that came from Lexington Market that didn't exist before Christmas Eve and didn't exist after Christmas Day. Special Christmas candies. And then it would not be a table dress for the holidays if you did not have a whole tray of mixed nuts. And I'm talking about literal nuts, not my family this time, the, the, the mixed nuts. And so in addition to that tradition, our most famous tradition was the tradition around getting the Christmas uh, tree on Christmas Eve, always just on Christmas Eve, almost literally hours before Christmas. And so with all those people in a house, it was some permutation or combination of people who would just walk down the street. It was either at a community lot or at a community gas station and buy a tree because it had to be a live tree. And my grandmother always told us, God is not dead, so neither shall our tree be. <laughs> so we had to have the live tree. So I didn't have the heart to tell her when the tree was cut down, kind of started its descent into death. But it's all good. We know what she meant. So for the most part, we were pretty lucky. Got some really nice trees until the infamous Christmas Eve tree of 1979. So what happened in 1979? Um, I was a freshman in high school at the time. And because I'm from Baltimore, you got to rep your high school. I was at Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School. And 
I met a really, really nice man, young man. He was a little older. He was a sophomore. And we became fast friends. And I really wanted to be a little bit more than friends, but he was really comfortable leaving me in the friend zone. And so I said, well, what can I do to impress this older man? So I said, I'm going to invite him to my house on Christmas Eve because it's relatively festive, and it's one of two or three days of the entire year where my home is relatively calm and safe. And so what I did was uh, agreed to meet up with him at this transfer bus stop so that we could arrive at the house together. And I was pleasantly surprised to arrive to the house and get to the vestibule and smell this wonderful sweet scent of pine. And I'm thinking, yay, my grandmother actually got the tree a little earlier. This is going to be so nice. It's going to be beautiful. He is going to be so impressed. Until I took two steps in and actually saw the tree. And let's just say 1979 was not a good year. And neither was it a good tree. In fact, it wasn't even a tree. It was actually six to seven branches that my grandmother had gotten a strand of lights and tied them around the branches. And because she was so masterful, she was able to tie them and give them a little bit of height, which allowed her to then add ornaments and candy canes to these branches. So if you can't get the visual, I want you to think about that bonfire twig thing that you normally see in campfires with green pines and ornaments in the middle of our living room just for in all its splendor. So needless to say, my friend's looking at me. I'm looking down because I'm mortified. So he kept it together until he took his seat, which placed him front and center of this tree. And then he just lost it. He just lost it. He falls on the floor. He's laughing. He can't get himself together. And I, again, just was aghast. And so what happened, obviously, was his visit was very brief. (laughs) And I forever stayed in the friend zone. But that's, that's not the point. So afterward, I have a little debrief with my grandmother. We had to talk about this respectfully, of course, because that was the only way you talked to my grandmother. And I told her I was a little embarrassed, and why'd you pick that tree, and why do you do this thing on Christmas Eve anyway, because this is what can happen. This is what happens when you make decisions like this on Christmas Eve. And, and so she said, well, I didn't mean to embarrass you, but it was all they had left, and I figured something was better than nothing. Totally disagreed with that. So once we, you know, fast forward kind of 30 years and my grandmother's health is starting to decline. And so we're starting to have these bedside conversations of a lifetime. And on this particular evening, it was about Christmas traditions. And so she asked me, did I remember that we always got the tree on Christmas Eve? And I said, of course I do. And she said, do you remember why? And I said, yes, it was a tradition. In fact, it was your tradition. And she said, yeah, well, kind of, but the real reason was getting the tree on Christmas Eve was so much cheaper and in many times free, which allowed me to be able to buy a little bit more food for all those in and out loved ones and to make sure that you and your brothers got at least two toys every year. So while I was so busy, focused on, wrapped up in that whole tradition just like she wrapped those lights around those branches. I'm forever scarred, but 
what I realized the tradition she was really trying to impart was the importance of holding fast to those things that are truly, truly important to you and then doing what you got to do to make sure that they are held sacred. And so for my grandmother, it was clear. It was, God is not dead, so our tree will never be, and always put the care and love of family first. So on that note, may you all have a happy and blessed holiday. I'm off to a tree lot. Thank you. That was a stoop story from Michelle B. Coat Jackson about the true meaning of Christmas. For a special holiday treat today, a second stoop story. This is from Father Gray Maggiano about an honored family tradition. Hi, my name's Gray. Uh, this story's not going to be nearly as uplifting. I'm sorry. Uh, my family growing up had two big Christmas traditions. Every year, my grandparents threw a huge costume party. And I don't mean like Christmas costumes. I mean like theme costumes. So there was the toga year. There was the Egyptian pharaoh year. This is pre-cultural appropriation. Um, there was the year we all dressed up in kilts. There was the, the King Arthur year. Uh, and, and I was always in the most embarrassing costumes. The other big tradition was the family gift exchange. Uh, we have a big family, so this would be like 50 people, and my family loves gift exchanges. Like, you think you like... No. Uh, my grandmother wrote a gift... No, no. My grandmother wrote a gift exchange into her will for her funeral. That's how much she loves gift exchanges. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seven years old, and it's time for the gift exchange, and I pick out a gift, and I open it up, and it's a package about this big, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what this is. There's a picture of a cowboy on it, and an army hat, and a, you know, a, a rainbow, and some other weird... Th- I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. And my, my, my mother says... Very embarrassed. Uh, that's, it's, it's face paint gray. You don't want that. And so my uncle takes it from me. Now, I want it. I don't know what it is, but I want it. And, I, and, and so, you know, I have a chance two rounds later, and I steal it back. And, and all of a sudden, the, and it's clear the parents don't want the kids to have this. So all the kids want whatever this thing is. Now, it turns out someone decided it was a good idea to put a gift, a, a, a package of novelty condoms into the gift exchange. So all the kids, I'm the oldest grandson. At this point, I'm seven. So we have like seven, four, five, six, all fighting over condoms in my grandparents' living room. And, and that was the last year the kids got to participate in the gift exchange. Thank you very much. That was a stoop story from Father Gray Maggiano about a Christmas gift exchange his family will never forget. We have more information about the Stoop Storytelling series, including live events coming up in the new year and the Stoop podcast, all at the On the Record page at wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Stay safe in the wintry weather this weekend, and if you're celebrating, have a very merry Christmas.